0: This episode of Bonfireside Chat is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon backers. If you go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv, you can uh, join that legion um, as little as a dollar a month. It gets you cool perks like episodes a day early, um, free music, all kinds of cool stuff, and it really helps us out. We appreciate it.
1: Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared
2: to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence.
0: My name is Gary Butterfield.
2: My name is Cole Ross.
0: And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a favorite you can dig. <laughs> can you Thanks. dig it? Can you dig it?
2: Yes. I can dig it. Expect, yes, I, uh, boy, with delight Ex- do I dig expect
0: this. Us to, expect us to dig it.
2: Yes, expect us to dig it and also make several bad puns as this game does. Which game you ask? Shovel Knight. Uh, we're talking about that this week
0: uh, as part of our interstitial session in the run-up to Bloodborne. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, a platformer. Developed by Yacht Club Games for the PC, 3DS, and PlayStation in 2014, and I have played the PC version and the 3DS version now, mm. and I am happy to have bought it twice, and <laughs> look forward to buying it in the future. Yeah, that's probably not true. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, it is. It cannot be understated how goddamn delightful this game is. It cannot be overstated or overstated. There yes, it, actually, yeah, there's just exactly one accurate point, <laughs> and and it's the 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 modifier goddamn and the adjective delightful. <laughs>
1: so
2: yep. All right, podcast over. Uh, if you want it. to
0: find us on?
2: <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah. Loved so, it. So in the in the run up to this, um, and I believe that you even said this in the Check It Out Comrade episode, which put that in the show notes so people can go listen to that.
0: Oh sure,
1: yeah.
2: Yep. Um, that this is the best game to come out in 2014. Um, yeah,
0: I think the real real strong argument for that. Oh. You know, like uh, what what you know what uh, what competes with it? Like, there's a lot of stuff that came out this year that I liked.
2: <laughs> Dark Souls two. <laughs>
0: Dark Souls 2 is great. Dark yep. Souls 2 is really good, but like that might be a case of higher highs and lower lows. Yeah. And also doesn't have the, um, this is, you know, new, mm-hmm. like that was a sequel. So there's automatically like a, a mild demerit mm-hmm. just cause it's, you know, it's not a totally original property. Right. Um, yeah, but this is
2: this is new, um, and in a lot of ways, it's very old because it is a real throwback to NES platformers. Uh, if, if you look at this, and if you kind of like see everything that is, you know, uh, written and you know made about this game, uh, it hinges on the fact that this looks like an NES platformer.
0: Yeah, similar to uh, 3D Game Heroes, which is mm-hmm. uh, you know a over-the-shoulder NES adventure game. Um, with a different kind of visual style, yeah. this is very much uh, NES platformer in the in the vein of like Zelda Two or Ducktales. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, no, no, not Mega Man, no shooting attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, you uh, you have a very short range melee, a la uh, Zelda Two, mm-hmm. and a pogo, a, a la Zelda Two. After you meet the Swordsman and Ducktales,
2: right? And you have some spells and stuff to complement that. So there's a little Castle bit of yes, Castle-
0: you know sub so weapons. Yeah. Well they that you that draw
2: down from a from a monotank. But mm-hmm. um it is a it is an incredibly deliberate uh platformer um in terms of uh, being very tightly designed, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like beautifully designed. Like there is not, you know, the way we talk about uh, in Dark Souls how elegant the um the the uh, tutorial level is or the first level is or uh, we'll go way back and listen to the first episode of Watch Out for Fireballs and we talk about how good the first level of Mega Man X is. Mm-hmm. Um this 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 game's up there. Right. without like it just it just communicates everything really really perfectly without text mm-hmm.
2: yeah and it's charming god damn is it charming yeah. like you know humorous you know in a, in a more direct way than a dark souls you know would be just because of the tone that a dark souls has to take but um everything everything here feels just weird and offbeat enough to be its own you know it, it, it evokes the feeling of weirdness from that era in a way mm-hmm. through its characters and designs and is just kind of like cute right
0: yeah yeah super cute like very attractive and like aesthetically all all you know cylinders are fire firing like i i did not plan for me to be able to edit the jet grind radio episode and this episode yeah you got rock but band I, too so. i i really am doing all the best music um <laughs> i get know, this, star it, control
2: though so i get star the, control has really
0: good music i get Eight like, bit okay yeah like that that I, I was not expecting that game to have good music, and it really does. Um, yeah, and you get to you get to do all the uh, awesome music in Lord of the Fallen. Yeah. So <laughs> all the slow swings, dun, dun. Uh, strings, yeah, dun, dun. string swells and, uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: if you need me, I'll be in the Hans Zimmer singularity.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, oh, ho, ho. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a guy with armor. The <laughs> shield is down. Attack him now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, th- this is this this is so beautiful to look mm-hmm. at and so amazing to listen to. And like, I'm going to use so much fucking music from this because <laughs> it's all so good. That main theme is just like I feel like it's a new classic. Mm-hmm. Like it it is up there for me with like the Zelda theme and you know, uh, fucking Bubble Man and <laughs> and all that stuff. Like it is a new classic. Yeah. That song is so good.
2: You would expect something, you know, like if you just looked at the description of this, uh, you know, a, a Kickstarter game that is meant to evoke games from this era, you would expect it to be tasteless.
0: Yeah, you, you would expect, expect, like, again, we, we keep piling on Retro City Rampage for no reason, <laughs> even though I don't think either of us have played that game very much. But, like, you'd expect it to be slightly more crass mm-hmm. than it is, and it is just a joyous ex- expression of everything good yeah. about video games.
2: It doesn't hit you over the head with its cues, either gameplay design or visual. Like, mm-hmm. it's 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 subtle in its, you know, kind of, like, colorful and broad way.
0: Yeah. 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 And uh, it's awesome, too, because it is uh, from Kickstarter, and they didn't make the mistake of, like, Kickstarter games tend to either uh, go over-ambitious, you know, and uh, and then you run into double-fine problems.
2: Star, Star Citizen, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that, that's no good. And <laughs> then they go, um, they feel kind of cheap and under-polished and stuff. Um, and every once in a while, you get that, like, perfect balance. And, like, that's something I, I really like the Shadow and Return games for mm-hmm. because they're modest. You know, like, they weren't aiming for something huge, so they hit it. And this game is like that, too, except I would say it's probably more complete Mm -hmm. you know like they they it's not over ambitious it's not under ambitious it's perfect
1: right
0: like i don't throw that word around all the time but it is is so good
2: yeah uh it it is it is a a delight to play and if the if our language hasn't made this clear if you're listening to this and you're kind of like oh shovel knight why are they talking just just go play it
0: (laughs) yeah even even if we're gonna lay out why we're covering this on a dark souls podcast even if you don't care about that or you stop listening now or you don't buy what would we say, um, if you like video games, I feel confident that you'll like Shovel Knight. Right. Like it is it is a game for people who love video games. Um, yeah. So, uh, Cole, why, why are we talking about this?
2: Well, since we are in our interstitial, you know, kind of like followers and influences kind of series um, for mm-hmm. this show, um, you know. This game directly cites Dark Souls as an influence. The developers have come out and kind of like laid this out, and this is you know one of the first major indie games post Dark Souls to really kind of like lay that bare to, to kind of like wear it on its sleeve,
0: right? Yeah, and 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 look, I think we're gonna get a lot more of that. Like I know we're gonna get a lot more of that. Yeah, Souls Sanctuary gonna... and stuff like that. Sure, yeah, a lot. And uh, and uh, what is it? Uh, some Titan Souls. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of games right now are, are pulling that out, um, but this is one of one of kind of the first and. My argument uh, would be, uh, probably be the best so far. Um, it also, and specifically the way it kind of cites it, is the way that it treats death. In the game, um, similar to Dark Souls, you can die. There aren't limited lives. You can die as many times as you need to. But the issue is resources. So there is a an element of uh, if you die, you lose these resources you built up. And uh, you have to make it back to the spot where you died. Right. It's not quite as harsh as Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. But it, it has a similar kind of flavor to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the process of dying in this doesn't feel punishing. You don't have, you know, a a, a stock of lives, right? And right. every death gives you another opportunity to get back to where you were. So there's the same kind of feeling of incrementally mastering these, the, these areas that it's putting in front of you, kind of stretch All by right. stretch.
0: Yep, absolutely. And you're punished for rushing through. Yeah. Similar, you know. Um, it is hard, though, too. Like, you're going to die in this game a lot. They give you a death counter um, at the end with the latest patch, and I was at, like... 55 or 60, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot, you know, especially given that this is the second time I played this game. Um, but it is really hard. It has that kind of throwback NES style difficulty to it.
2: Right. So if 3 Heroes was the Zelda side of Dark Souls, this is the Castlevania side of Dark Souls.
0: Yeah, without so much of, like, the attendant bullshit. Right. Like, it's not like an I want to be the guy you know, style, and it's not like Ninja Gaiden. You know, it doesn't feel cheap ever, mm-hmm. though. It does a really good job of like Castlevania is the the way to put it because it feels fair in the way that Castlevania does. It feels considered.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and most of the challenge, you know, it doesn't come from the enemies or the combat. Every enemy is there to complicate the platforming, um, right?
0: In, in, in a in a
2: in a way, so that that does make it like a Castlevania.
0: Yeah, another Dark Souls thing it has in common, and this is not on the list. But I just thought about it: is the way that your verb set does grow, but is mostly there from the beginning, right? Like, the same way you can do a Soul Level 1 Dark Souls run, you could do a run of this without using any of the uh, the upgrades mm-hmm. that you get, like, very easily. Like, you have a very simple verb set, and it's right there from the beginning.
2: Yeah. Um, I haven't even tried, but, like, can you get through this without using any relics?
0: Um, I think I, – honestly, I think so. Because usually <laughs> the relics are introduced with an optional area mm-hmm. that help them along. And there are lots of – you won't be able to 100% complete it because there are those challenge zones. Right specifically for relics but i I really kind of think that you would be able to right um you know because the 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 areas where you use them tend to be uh, towards treasure and kind of reward rather than uh on the critical path
2: so they so you have the possibility for self-imposed challenge runs too
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: um something that i have in here and this is a little bit more tenuous but you kind of notice it a little bit uh because it's attendant to the 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 good design of the levels uh they have a little bit of storytelling and stuff through gameplay uh, the stories mm-hmm. are pretty quaint and simple, um, things like that. You have NPCs who uh, spout off a little bit of dialogue. But even within these um, individual levels, you're kind of getting a sense for the purpose that they served before these enemies, uh, you know, overran them.
0: They also do, like, I. I it is a, that is a little bit tenuous. I will buy it. But it's, like, one of the things that I think that it does that's less tenuous is that they do, through environment and storytelling, they do character sketches. Mm-hmm really really well so like even if it's not a narrative about say plague knight mm-hmm. you get such a good sense of who plague knight is mm-hmm. by playing through his level yeah so like, they do a great job of characterization through an environment which is something that dark souls does as well
2: yeah so um let's jump right into it with the uh the setup right the plot mm-hmm. you have this beautiful uh ninja gaiden-esque um nes intro that lays out the you know kind of the character of this world um, you know, with these two bravest fighters, the, you know, Shovel Knight and his faithful partner, the Shield Knight, who is a lady mm-hmm. knight. Um, and during this attack on the Tower of Fate, uh, they get separated and the evil enchantress uh rose to power, right?
0: Yeah, and so she, along with the her knights of no quarter, which she either conscripted or recruited or are naturally kind of you know, shit heals. Um, they reign terror over the land until you as the Shovel Knight are goaded into action to attack the Enchantress and rescue your beloved Shield Knight. Yes. And uh, yeah, something you mentioned when you said like the bravest warriors in here, it reminds me like this has tons of Adventure Time DNA too. Yeah. Which like I didn't notice like from character design and then from the fact that like, you know, noun knight. Yep. You know, is, is a real,
2: you know, <laughs> prince is, yeah. and
0: princess thing in Adventure Time.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's to- it's totally apt. Um man, oh man, in the run up to this game, I got tired of reading about shovel knight because mm. I expected them to I expected it to be like lull random almost in mm. terms of the humor like <laughs> a knight with a shovel, what? Um but so little deal is made of it.
0: Yeah, you you just buy it. Uh-huh. Like it, it's kind of like and it's it's funny too because you think I was expecting something. I was also a little bit jaded because I was expecting it to play more into the gameplay in a way that I didn't want it to Mm -hmm. like i was like oh you're gonna dig dug around or you're gonna do something like that like nope nope you really just kind of use this as a shovel from time to time to get treasure but for the most part it could just be a sword right and uh other than the fact that like you know people underestimate you because you're carrying a shovel Mm -hmm. and it has more character but it's not a little random and it's not so central to the gameplay that like you're playing a different kind of game Mm -hmm. um which is great And uh, as as I mentioned before, you know, you start out with this this uh, intro level, which is like among the best intro levels, in in gaming. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just just the planes and God, the song like which I I definitely am giving it. a high, It's not just playing in the background now. It's gonna get its like 15 seconds of, <laughs> of fame on its own. <laughs> but this song is so good. Like mm-hmm. the beginning of this, it just like does so much for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. It's uh, it, it put me back in my uh the the spare bedroom of my grandma's trailer playing my NES mm-hmm. games like mm-hmm. you know yeah. here's here's a, Ninja Gaiden like get pumped
0: exactly yeah. it's propulsive in like a really really good way mm-hmm. you know and just uh it's propulsive and catchy and uh and just you know everything is beautiful it looks really good and you're just like yep i'm down for this adventure like <laughs> i want to go right and do stuff so badly right now and you have convinced me too
2: and something else this first level does i love it when the first level of a game puts the uh, the final destination in the background
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really clever. Mm-hmm. Um, even if geographically it only kind of makes sense, right? Um, it's super, super clever. It's a very clear day, and yeah, it's one of the things too that like uh, this game does because it's mostly the the devs set out um, to make this feel as NES-y as possible, mm-hmm. and uh, if it is for the most part, but there are a couple of cheats they do where this couldn't run on NES, and like some of the background scrolling stuff is is one of the, those.
2: Yeah, I wonder if there is a possibility of like a of a remake. Of this,
0: yeah, that takes those uh, takes those considerations out. Flicker night. Yep. (laughs) Like the, yeah, I don't. uh, That I would be interested to see that because that's that's what we keep talking about. Retro City Rampage. Like that's one of the things about that. I saw that guy do a talk at PAX, and uh, he made that originally to try to make the most advanced NES game you could, and then commercially released a version that is has these little tweaks. Hmm. But the original version was him like reverse engineering an NES and saying if you had all of the chips and stuff that came out during that. System's lifespan. What is the most advanced game you could make? It's cool. Yeah, it's 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 pretty neat. Like I just, it's not super fun to play, <laughs> and it's full of memes. But like, it is a cool. Like he's a cool, smart dude, and it is a it was a good idea. Yeah.
2: So this is a masterful tutorial because it's kind of introducing you to these mechanics as you're going along, and it's never an explicit tutorial. You're just like, oh, here's an enemy that when you you use your, use your shovel on him, he flips over. Oh, here mm-hmm. are some bubbles that actually you use to do a pseudo double jump. Uh, to navigate these kind of things and,
0: they, and they're doing the thing where they introduce a thing With no consequence and then introduce it with consequence mm-hmm. Like the first bubble you jump on There's no pit under you The second one there is a bubble floating in the pit The third one the bubbles are moving mm-hmm. So like it is ramping things up Like masterfully
2: Yeah, Training wheels, no training wheels, motorcycle
0: Yeah, exactly um, it's also like just a, a real like playground to like, just try something like you run into something in your environment, you run into this pile of, of dirt and it's got these little sparkles in it. So you're like, huh, you know, I know when I hit B, I, I hit, use my shovel and you shovel it and you get the satisfying, sh- you know, noise, And you, you do some dirt and you do that and you get money uh, from it, which is like, this is a very, uh, avaricious game. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you, you, this is a game about collecting money, jewels, um, wands,
2: scepters, everything yeah, <laughs> go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you you want you want the treasure in this game. Yeah. Um and they also do a good job of like you definitely get to the point where money is meaningless, but they do a good job of making it meaningful. Mm-hmm.
2: There's a good arc right up until it hits a wall. Yeah. Or like flat lines. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh you also see the checkpoints. And, you know, we we left this out of the conversation about the the, the way this treats death, but there's a little bit of risk reward in um whether or not you leave these checkpoints uh, alive whether you leave them intact because like we said you're going after this money and there is money to be gained by
0: destroying a checkpoint in order to get the precious precious you know yeah, money money within the, money the turtle meat yep. in the inside and it, it is uh in this first level you can't destroy them right. um, because this level is a little easier but that becomes later and it's really brilliant mm-hmm. like this idea of like You know you can make you can do this thing get some more money but then if you die you're going to start way back Mm -hmm. and uh, watching speedruns of this game which I recommend anybody do um, I'll put it in the show notes the one from uh, the last AGDQ because the developers called in (laughs) and uh, talked about it which that's always fun but speedrunners who are so perfect at this game just destroy all the checkpoints in a way that like has me biting my nails (laughs) like I can't believe you're gonna fucking destroy the second to last checkpoint in Propeller Night stage like that's nuts I get you know that that seems like a recipe for for misery. (laughs) Yeah.
2: but you know. because for me like i would gain less money from that than you know i would lose or then i would yeah i, I, I the sentence doesn't make any sense i would gain less money from that than i would gain by um you know just having a shorter distance to risk losing anything else
0: right yeah. and for for me the way since i don't play for high scores and because you get enough money naturally
1: mm-hmm.
0: like it's not necessarily for me to mm-hmm. do that like as we you know i just want to get through uh get through the game and see everything it has to offer Mm -hmm. um which the game accommodates that totally and there's uh tons of hidden shit which is great um but it is i like that it's there yeah quite a bit
2: another just kind of brilliant design thing about this or at least uh, a a considerate consideration is that they don't fall apart on the first hit you really have to work at it
0: yeah yeah like so you can't do it accidentally Mm -hmm. um yeah
2: yeah, super good. Uh, we're going through this and, you know the, the, this level in some pretty close detail, just because of all the new stuff that it's introducing. As we go later on, we're going to talk more about the gimmick and theme of a level. Um, but uh, you know, so forgive me if I sound incredibly zo- zoomed in when I say that I love that the power the power ups are uh, food platters.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's super super cute. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I really like it that is, too. It is and- floor
2: meat as opposed to as opposed to wall meat.
0: Exactly. Like, I would eat meat that came out of a wall if it's hermetically sealed in a platter. <laughs> you know, like, I'll eat anything on a platter. <laughs> I challenge you, listeners. Just a, just a, yeah. oh man, that sounds like a recipe for disaster, Gary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, the, the uh, going back to other just like super zoomed in considerations and generalities that are just part of this first level, mm-hmm. when I was talking about hidden stuff, um, I love the way that hidden stuff is treated because it's not bullshit NES where you jump and something appears. Oh yeah. It's good NES where there's a visual cue or like very, like oftentimes there's just like a, out of the, out of the way, like kind of hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. And like, you're like, well, I wonder if I, if I bounced on this guy and then this guy, I could probably get up there. And if you do it, you're always rewarded. Which is a a total Dark Souls thing. Like it's one of my favorite things about Dark Souls is like, I wonder if I should check behind that stair I just came down. Mm -hmm. Oh shit, there's something there. Like (laughs) even if it's something shitty, they always put something there to make you feel good about the fact that you checked. Yeah. And this game is great about that because the things that they give you, it's either you know a lot of money or straight up you know power ups. Mm -hmm. Frequently, like all of the power ups in this game that you find throughout the levels, and we'll talk about them, are hidden in these like really, really kind of cleverly hidden. But like the difficulty curve is really good. Like you feel good finding it without ever being frustrated by it.
2: Yeah. And the, the 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 visual vocabulary on where hidden stuff is at is mm-hmm. so consistent and so considerate. I'm mean, gonna use that word a lot because it's a very considerate game, that you're able to spot these discontinuities in the wall no matter what tile set is happening. Like they, yeah. they signpost it in a really super friendly way that, you know, the second you walk into a new space, you can kind of clock it.
0: Yeah. It's and it's not without it's not cloying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a, a big like X on the wall. Right. It's, it reminds you of the way that Isaac does uh, tinted rocks, mm-hmm. where, like, once you know what those look like, you can always see them. Um, it's like that. Like, once you know to start looking for these things, like, they are earmarked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, every once in a while, there are these kind of mid-bosses. They don't come up a lot. Um, and it's kind of weird that they introduce them in the first level, even though they're not frequent. Right. Um, but this one's real cute and deliberately recalls Mega Man, so I'll forgive it. Yep. Um, Is a sleepy yellow dragon.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I like these just because I love any kind of big sprite enemy. Yeah. 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 And uh, this guy is kind of here to show you, uh, at least the lesson that I learned from that, from him, is uh, that you can pogo on something multiple times in yeah. order to do damage to it. Like, this is a guy that you kill just by pogoing on his head over and over again, because that puts you out of the range of his breath attack.
0: Yeah, and and in general terms, I pogoed like crazy to get through this game. That that was my main attack. It's not the uh, it's not the professional way to do it. Speedrunners, you know, <laughs> you, you you attack just straight up attack. But for the most part, I pogoed on things.
2: I suppose that makes sense. Like if you're if you're pogoing, you are waiting to uh to, to yeah, land.
0: Yeah. Yep. You're in there. It is faster to do it if you attack and jump, and then you can attack as soon as you land. Mm-hmm. So you do the uh, speedrunners do this weird tap jump attack thing. That's amazingly quick <laughs> like you just watch the uh, enemy hp just drain super yeah. fast
2: the boss of this area is the black knight who is mm-hmm. your uh standard rival mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> in uh yeah.
2: in, in, in a game like this and he's kind of going after the uh the, Sh- the shield knight in his own special black knight way
0: yeah and 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 as i would expect from a game of this caliber like he's not strictly a bad guy right um which i really like he's he's more of a you know somebody who wants the same thing as you do but He's doing it in different ways. Um, The fight is a lot like fighting somebody with your vocabulary, but a little bit more limited. Mm -hmm. And as you're going to keep running into him and he gets more and more moves that are kind of like advanced or flashier versions of things you can do, Mm -hmm. um, which is really cool.
2: Yeah. So like what you're you're going to encounter here, he has this uh, thing that approximates your pogo attack, but it's a regular like, you know, sweeping jackhammer kind of thing. Right. Where he will attack uh, horizontally at intervals by dropping.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so after you uh, you beat him, um, after levels, you do this little sleeping scene, and sometimes you just wake up, sometimes you have this dream, and these are really beautiful. <laughs> uh, yep. Like, there's a very, like, it is just uh, Shield Knight falling from the sky in kind of slow motion, and you just have to catch her. Yeah. Um, but it just says catch her, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I came out of this believing the bond in these two characters. Yep. For being so little, like, so abstractly related like it's like oh he loves her yeah he dreams <laughs> like this, about her like, like this is like really pure and good
2: <laughs> and we'll talk about it in the ending but this is kind of building up a a, a a damsel metaphor that you know refreshingly is not the case
0: yeah that's that's subverted at the end uh-huh. um in a really really interesting way um yeah mm-hmm. so good <laughs>
2: yep but yeah it is it is a wonderful little bit of surreal mel- melancholy that uh, yeah. tugs right at the strings of my heart you know what else yeah. tugs at the strings of my heart gary what's that fire safety <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah we've, same we've way.
2: you know our forests are our treasure and much like we try and get as much treasure in this game we need to protect them too so when yeah. you wake up and you have the smoldering embers like Smokey says you take your shovel again working the shovel into the into the mechanics and uh dig up you dig it up and you
0: get some gold which yeah. i assume he was just burning those gems i i think that it's just the universe rewarding you for for doing what you should do right like, every time you, you know, if somebody drops their wallet and you give it back to them, like, yeah. you just, you find a couple pennies under your tongue when <laughs> you're sleeping next time. <laughs> is, it, is it the morality fairy? Yeah. <laughs> Why is she only paying pennies? Huh? Uh, because because she's a dark princess. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> because she's, because she's, uh, she's, you know, I said stodgy, which makes no sense. Stingy. There we stingy. go stingy Yeah, she's stodgy too
1: yeah and, um, and
2: sometimes you get uh you, you get a uh, script for health ups and things like that but uh, yeah it's a nice little nice
0: little post
2: level ritual
0: you get the the script after you do the um the ones other than this one after you do the safers mm-hmm. and then you just get money for the other ones um yeah so then you were introduced to this mario 3-esque overworld map mm-hmm. um and you head to the village.
2: Uh, this village that is like Zelda 2 or Bionic Commando. You have yep. these just, and this this is where the it's the Moz Eisley, except everybody is awesome instead of being yeah. a horrible, <laughs> yeah. terrible alien monster who's it's gonna a, kill it's a, you. It's
0: a hive of <laughs> of fun and Ballantry. Yep, like like you have this you have this uh, this bard who
2: dances with glee every time you approach with uh, with with sheet music. Yeah, like everybody's has, animation
0: and loop through this is just, oh man. Yeah, and it's also when you first go in, the guy uh, you can talk to the guy outside, mm-hmm. and he says you can't bring a weapon in the village, and then he notices you just have a shovel and lets you in, <laughs> which is again the way the shovel works your way in. But this is going to be your kind of hub um, where you go to spend money and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, that bard, um, you were, throughout the game you are collecting the sound test, yeah, which is really cool, and you're mechanically rewarded for it again. You know, shovel knight rewards exploration, <laughs> um, and you give them the bar, to get some money for them, and then you can play the uh, songs whenever you like. Um, yeah. There are also a couple of characters that increase your stats. Yeah. Um, there's the gastronomer and the magicist that mm-hmm. uh, stat up your health and mana. And the way you uh, get the gastronomer to make you good food is uh, go, uh, get a meal ticket from the goatician. Yep, who is a goat slash mathematician. <laughs> yes. Yeah, makes sense. Again, adventure time is fuck. Yep. Um, And uh, the reason why he wants you to buy a meal ticket is because he can't decide what mm-hmm. he wants to eat. Right. So, <laughs> so for, for,
2: for my for, for my hemming and hawing, I shall not eat today. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's hilarious. Uh, Downstairs in the bar, you see a, a deposed king of the kingdom and a bunch of other people who uh, tell you their kind of like sob stories.
0: Right. They've been displaced by these various knights. Mm-hmm um there's also to your right is the uh the kind of more traditional merchant uh character chester Mm -hmm. um who is called that because he jumps out of chests according to that (laughs) live stream thing like what do we call him chester um (laughs) and uh he sells you things but you're gonna run into him a lot
2: yeah um and he's a jaunty fella yeah he pops out of chests uh and he is like you get the sense he is traveling ahead of you getting Mm -hmm. these treasures before you can so he
0: can sell them to you (laughs) Yeah, which is fine because I'm happy to give him my money because that's what it's for. Yeah. Um, But you you get two things from him right off the bat, the fishing rod and the chaos sphere, Mm -hmm. um, which is slightly less badass than it sounds. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It is a bouncy ball. Um, (laughs) But the chaos sphere sounds like way cooler. Yeah.
2: And Um, the 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 fishing
0: rod is really interesting too.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Sometimes you can get like ichor from it, but most of the time it's just a way to get goldfish, which are fish made out of gold.
0: Yes. Yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and I, the first time I played through the game, I didn't notice the queue mm-hmm. for the fishing rod. I was just like, why do I have the fishing rod? This is stupid. And then the yeah. second time I played through, I actually used it.
2: It's, some of those places, like some of those fishing spots are just real devils to get to.
0: Yeah. And later they start putting sound test stuff mm-hmm. in them. Like that's how you get the sound test for the last few levels. Yeah.
2: Um, the other person here who kind of became the uh, the mascot um, along with his lord, uh, it was the, the, the Trapple Acolyte.
0: Yeah. And Trapple in case you haven't figured out is a portmanteau of trout and apple
2: yep so, so so this guy he's dressed up like an apple wizard
0: yeah he's an apple wizard who worships a fish apple <laughs> um and he sells ikor at chalices which like what an unappealing word ikor is <laughs>
1: yep um, it's for a something you're just
0: gonna drink with your mouth and chalice is a very appealing word yeah so so uh these are like your e-tanks
2: right which yeah Ah, uh, you can fill them up for free. It's really just kind of a a little bit of a tax if you use it. You just have to have a minor inconvenience, but it refills your health or uh, gives you mana or um, gives you uh, like a chance to collect more uh, more gold as you go along.
0: There, there's three of them. There's one that does health and mana. Oh yeah. Uh, one that does uh, makes gold attract you, and one that makes you invincible for ten seconds. Hmm. And uh, I only use the health one.
2: Yeah, me too. Those other ones are too specialized. Like yeah. a, lot, a lot of these upgrades, they're the they're the ones that are necessary, and everything else just kind of seems to build into a self imposed challenge. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: yeah. And uh um going to see the Tropical King—it's a sight to behold. He's just right. He's right up the old crick, uh, yep. <laughs> and he uh, makes you watch a little dance, which you don't have to watch again uh, before. But you, you can split. if you want. Oh yeah, there's there's you an can option. option.
0: Yep, yep, before he squirts his blood into your cup. <laughs> yep, <laughs> into your blood and cup, um, which is great. And then uh, we're off to, uh, and you're kind of gated, so you, it's it's not a nonlinear game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is in that you can do the levels in different orders, but you have to do all of them, uh, more or less. So I guess it's, it's mildly nonlinear, but you have these gates, and yep. you have to kill... You know, a certain number, like these certain nights before they open. Yeah. And right off the top, you have a couple of knights to choose from. And uh, we're going to go to the Lich Yard first. Uh, partly, or mostly, I would say, going here first because the uh, sub-weapon you get from it is so supremely useful. Yeah.
2: yard so this is washed over by the specter knight and this is a haunted village it is a place yes. where ref- you, you saw the refugees from this place in the in the bar at the uh, at the other village right
0: yep and the uh, so the gimmicks here um one of the things are these little like bushes that you kick up mm-hmm. to vault off of those aren't you know particularly special but everything that shows up shows up again um in kind of a remixed form so like you're going to run into these things again but not for a long time mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool. Like, you need to know how they work.
2: Yeah. So you don't just have to remember how it works, but you have to take into consideration how it might play with something else that you also saw a long time ago. Right. Yeah. Um, They also uh, will black out the lights and put entire sections into silhouette, um, which I'm not a big fan of that. Like, it's cool aesthetically, but um, I don't like the the, the challenge that it it brings in. It's it's not my favorite flavor of that.
0: It doesn't. It doesn't bug me too much. Um, later, I think it's a little bit harder. Yeah. When they when this comes back, here it it seems pretty manageable to me. But what it kind of does is like if you just want need to you're jumping between platforms, you just end up waiting for lightning, mm-hmm. you know, to see where you're going. So it doesn't. It just kind of slows you down. Right. Or test your memory. It doesn't do much to actually test your reflexes. Right. Which is kind of a bummer. Um, and I think it's a little bit more of a bummer later. But it didn't bother me here so much. Yeah.
2: Large stretches of this level also have these large platforms that uh, will drop under a certain amount of weight, so you have to manage how many uh, how many enemies and sprites and stuff are resting on
0: them. Yeah, and, and many of those sprites are skeletons. Yep. Um, so there, there are tons of awesome skeletons in this game and in this level specifically. <laughs>
2: They're a little, uh, uh, just, yeah, so this is the first time we've really encountered uh, a, a huge amount of enemies, especially ones that are themed. I love the little king frogs.
0: Yeah, yeah, those guys are very cute. A lot of the enemies in this game are designed just to be like this kind of weird, cute thing, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like it doesn't necessarily make sense that there are electric king frogs in the plague village, mm-hmm. like you know. But they're adorable and awesome, so it's fine, right? You know.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, so us like we don't get a lot of opportunity on this show to like just gush over the positivity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's not yeah. what people come here for. But I feel a little bit ridiculous to be like, he's got
0: a little crowd on. Look at him go. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to attack a, an episode about uh, Simon's Quest onto the end of this just so you can hear us be mad about something. Yeah. So we're just going to go through Shovel Knight entirely, and then we're just going to be like, well, that sure didn't make sense. Internet diarrhea, <laughs> ABGN, <laughs> and then you guys can you can feel good about us being bitter. Yeah. It's just people people don't usually find, oh, a little guy here at Buffer's Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this, here we are. Even though I remember thinking that about the uh, the bugs in uh, Stonefang Tunnel. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Like
0: we spent a lot of time talking to sugar about how cute those little guys yeah. are.
2: Basilisk, in
0: principle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would appreciate a, a plush of of those little Stonefang guys and mm-hmm. these guys. Yeah. But the the difference is every single thing in Shovel Knight, I would like a plush of. <laughs> yeah. So I would like a line of plushes. It's, it's it is
2: a license to stitch money. Um, yes. Yeah. You fight a big skeleton with a lantern and a golden dagger. He's cool. Yeah, but like I him. like him. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, so let's talk about the the, the power that, uh, that you get here, the phase line.
0: Yeah, which was my MVP power of the game. Mm-hmm. I use this thing all the time, like really, really frequently. Probably abused it because <laughs> um, it is it is highly abusable. It makes you invincible for just a couple seconds, and uh, and intangible mm-hmm. for a couple seconds onto platforms with enemies. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and yeah.
2: It's really useful in boss fights too. We had a, in the appendix, uh, there was somebody who wrote in talking about how this reminded them of Dark Souls because of the iframes. Like, oh, mm. if you can time this thing correctly in the middle of a boss's attack, you can put yourself in a really uh, advantageous position. Just because the game didn't expect you to, um, didn't expect you to not have to dodge around them.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I that's really apt. Like I that's why I did that during the entire game, but didn't make the connection. Mm-hmm. Um it's also crazy useful because unlike many invincibility power-ups, like it works on spikes. Mm-hmm. So like when you get to some of the later uh, platforming elements where they're all spikes, if you remember to use the phase locker right before you land, you have this extra little bit of assurance. Mm-hmm. Um so I this was my default thing. <laughs> um I use this almost in almost through the whole game.
2: Yeah. I attacked in between this and the fireball. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's talk up the about the boss here, the Specter Knight. Which, uh, man, oh man, the boss designs. Like this is,
1: yeah.
0: This
2: is some like Mega Man level shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All the bosses are these duels. They're better than Mega Man bosses, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there aren't there aren't Mega Man games that have bosses as good as the bosses in this game, mm-hmm. where like the pattern recognition feels as fair, or as telegraphed or anything. You know, like it is. It is a series of 8-bit, Dark Souls style duel fights. Mm-hmm. You know, which is amazing. Yeah. Like, that's that's all I want of life. <laughs> uh, so this guy, he's, uh, he's got two platforms, and he kind of he has a scythe, and he looks real badass. And uh, you're kind of just, like, figuring out what he can do. He can turn off the lights. He can summon some skeletons. But mostly, he's either going to throw his scythe or charge mm-hmm. um, from one platform to the other. And you just have to find the times you can bounce on his head safely.
2: Right. And yeah, that's that's kind of the shape of it. I, I don't know how how complicated we need to make that, but uh, the patterns with which he will throw that uh, throw it to kind of boomerang and hit both levels depending on mm-hmm. where you're at, and uh, just kind of trying to figure out where he's going to charge to next. Um, it, the, does the speed running strategy hold true even for bosses as well? People are yeah. People are avoiding bouncing,
0: especially for bosses. Yeah. Like they go much quicker when you're you're high tapping. Hmm. Um, for the the sight thing, it ends up being about reading trajectory. Yep. Um, which is really cool in this. Like you have, the, he throws this in this parabola, and you have to, by seeing the beginning of it, you have to predict where, predict where the end is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just
2: super. big enough that you can you can just barely jump over it too, yeah. so you feel and really if you,
0: accomplished. And if you can't, just uh, throw on that phase locket. Yep. You, you got it here for a reason, so um, <laughs> yeah, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, after you beat this, it opens up the forest of phasing, mm-hmm. which is a challenge map to teach you the uh, the phase locket. Yeah. And for the mobility based. Um, powers there are one of these right Um, or the ones that impact mobility i guess is a better way to put it Mm -hmm. so these like little challenge maps are full of treasure
2: yeah so it's teaching you to be uh, fearless when you have this thing on but always always waiting uh, and watching for it to fade so you know the last possible minute to jump up because bikes are instant
0: death yeah and unlike many items like this you can actually renew it by using it while you're invincible it's not like being cursed in dark souls where you have to wait for it to wear off if you use this it buys you another couple of seconds so like the pro tip i have is always use it while jumping mm-hmm. like just like near the end just jump and use it because then you know at the very least if it wears out a second before you are able to do it mm-hmm. you know you're fine yeah. and then uh if when and doubt just go ahead and use it again especially <laughs> in these challenge maps where they're like just give you mp like mad
2: yeah and these are mm-hmm. another form of very gentle tutorial, um, you know, just giving you an escalating uh, uh, complexity on each little thing yep. that throws at you.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about uh, Pride More Keep.
2: Yep, I, so Pride More Keep is a step down in difficulty. Um, yeah, I think, I think
0: this is meant to be the first level hmm. uh, that you go to, uh, just because reading from top to bottom oh, okay. on the map. So I like, just go like, to the
2: spooky in, place first.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I, like, I don't blame you. Like, and they're both like neither of them are insurmountable, and yeah. you're not, you know, you don't get like XP that makes, you know, this the, the fact that it's easier necessarily meaningful. But I think this is supposed to be, the uh, more of a first level like a one one yeah. or a one two.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is a big gold plated castle. Um, that Mm -hmm. didn't sink into the lava. Um, And kind of the gimmick around this is that uh, it's putting a lot of um, gold in out-of-the-way places, uh, teaching you to, you know, kind of like either give into or resist temptation around a lot of this.
0: Yeah. It also features another adorable enemy, Yep, the uh, propeller rats, which that's their official name, according (laughs) to the deaths on that speedrun, which are rats wearing little propeller backpacks. I love it. That fly around. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's great.
2: It would, like, okay, so if they were just, like, fierce and, like, ready to pounce, that'd be fine. But it looks like they are just kind of, like, riding low in the harness. And so there's yeah, they're kind of dangling.
0: <laughs> like, somebody realized that just touching a rat hurt you because it's a video game. Uh-huh. And the real enemy are the propellers, and these rats are just along for the ride. <laughs> like, they're just there to be contact poison. <laughs> yeah.
1: Ah!
0: yeah. Yeah. So, so these guys,
2: uh, they're, they're going to deploy them. Um, throughout the game, in order to complicate uh, platforming, mean, just because they kind of slowly move in these patterns uh, to, yeah. to, to where you have to either deal with them or use them as, uh, as springboards. Yep.
0: Um, the uh, there are these kind of uh, Mega Man-esque disappearing or reappearing platforms mm-hmm. that pop up again with a very nice uh, difficulty curve, like you know over over land and then over pits um, eventually. And they they put those in with these book, uh, these magical books, where like if you hit a book, it opens these these books for a time. That um, our platforms—they're kind of floating in the air. Like the metaphor there kind of falls down for me. It's weird, mm-hmm. but it—it it doesn't matter. Um, and you're gonna run into these later as well.
1: Yeah, they—they uh,
0: they
2: make a little bit more sense in the uh, in, in the Alchemy Night.
0: Yeah, the Plague Knight or
2: whatever in the Explodatorium. But uh,
0: you know, i will take it. It's fine. I
2: like—I yeah. like that they at least tried to theme it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think so too. As opposed to just making um, some blocks. Yeah. The item you get from here is the Fireball, which is just a straight-up horizontal projectile attack. Yeah. Uh, which is super useful for you know obviously taking things. I never used them on bosses, but they were really good for getting rid of things on the other side of the map, especially to clear a way for platforming.
2: Exactly. Yeah, they're they're, they're semi useful on bosses as you're trying to like learn the patterns.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but uh, but yeah, there there are definitely more effective ways to uh, to use that slot. Yeah, and the King Knight, who is the boss of this uh, level. Uh, kind of introduces or has the first little bit of, like, funny dialogue as you are talking to him about how he has fallen from grace. And, uh, this is called Pride More Keep, so his, his sin is, you know, avarice and pride and all of that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you're not but a decadent dandy. Yeah.
0: Yep, yep. When you run into the, the knights, um, that, like, I can't overstate how distinct they are. Mm Mm-hmm. And it comes down to their motivations too. Like it's not like they all have different reasons for villainy. Like some of them don't really even think that they're being villains, mm-hmm. um, which is really really cool.
2: Yeah, they're just serving uh, the new master.
0: Yeah, and they're and they're they're fine with it. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, this isn't that complicated of a, bo- of a boss fight. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the most complicated thing that he does is uh, call for fanfare, <laughs> and uh, and horns come out the side and and have drifting confetti mm-hmm. that falls down, uh, similar to boy like the spores in the first boss of Super Metroid. Yeah. Like that's the only thing I can really pattern that that movement.
1: <laughs> right.
2: It just it's a it's a bunch. It's like a whole it's a whole uh, field of chaff that yeah. you have to uh, that you have to kind of uh, navigate. Um. Yeah. And, and by this point, you don't have a lot of health to burn.
0: Yeah. So, that's yeah. true.
2: It can be a, it can it can definitely stifle stifle your movement. And he manages your movement another way by doing these stomp uh, stomp attacks that will uh, that will stun you as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then on the the reverse side though, I love him because his name is King Knight. Yep, which are two just different. Possess, you know, it's like dentist lawyer. Like it's so good.
2: You know, is he a lawyer for dentist. He's a, yeah. does he practice tooth law?
0: Yeah, he's, 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 he's yeah. It's like international law because <laughs> there's no laws in the mouth, boy. <laughs> once I get in your mouth, it's gonna be like international waters. Oh um, oh, <laughs> <Gary>. There <anything> he goes. <laughs> <laughs> No court can convict me. Oh no! Yeah, you took a little Gary's little. gone now. It's just me. Welcome <laughs> to Vaughan Fireside Chat. I'm the Tooth Lawyer. I'm New Tooth Lawyer, <laughs> and I'm here to talk about what i am to do in your mouth. I just picture. <laughs> I just picture you like Doctor Teeth from the Muppets, except yeah. like 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 you know like he's had a rough couple of years. Yeah, except wearing a necklace of teeth and a crown of teeth. Yep, and carrying around a jar of formaldehyde with other teeth in it. Yeah, on the end of a staff and just shaking at people.
2: Yeah, he's got deal Gribble pockets in, but it's teeth to, yeah. be, to beat <laughs> to beat a quick escape. He just threw his handful of teeth at yeah, the
0: person. Yeah, I thought he threw chiclets at me, but no. the answer far darker. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, it was it was just a, a palm full of canines. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you using them wisdom teeth?
2: Yeah, he Um, uses his incisor wit to win his cases. Yeah, uh, Uh. (laughs) no (laughs) T-shirt.
0: Anywho, let's talk about uh, the Iron Whale and uh, our next knight that we're going to fight, Treasure Knight.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, So the Iron Whale. This is a sunken submarine.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, And it's a water level. It's like Bubble Man. Um, You know where your your jump your jumps are enhanced. When you're underwater, there is no explanation as to why Shovel Knight can breathe underwater as well there shouldn't be.
2: Or why his armor isn't pinning him to the floor. Yeah. 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 Can you Imagine if it did the da, 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 Yeah, da.
0: as soon as you got in. it just <laughs> yeah. it, it away.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that was the end of his quest.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then thanks for your Kickstarter money, son. And then
2: that deletes the .exe.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> random MP3s from your computer. Yeah.
2: It looks pretty <laughs> good. It has tacks in the tax yeah. on the title like no what if i get audited um <laughs> yeah the, uh, yeah so, so this uh this complicates the platforming by changing your jumping physics right yeah um,
0: and by adding platforms that literally fall apart yes these bubble so, blocks
2: yeah yep, and platforms yeah. that rise up and tentacles that kind of extend out like non-threatening versions of the quick man lasers
0: yeah yep exactly um and it has a really notable uh, mini boss i love this thing yeah, this thing is really, really good. Um, again, recalling Mega Man. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a treasure box and it's just conspicuously in the middle of a, uh, a floor and it is actually part of an anglerfish, mm-hmm. which is awesome, which does a chase that's very similar to the dragon boss at the end of Mega Man 2 mm-hmm. where you it's chasing you and you're jumping on platforms while it shoots at you. Yeah. Um, until you eventually do the boss fight. The,
2: the, yeah, so the, so the trick to this, you don't actually have to get him to the boss fight. You can just bounce on the treasure chest as he's fly, as he's floating along. You don't have to land on any of the platforms, and then he just goes away.
0: Yeah, you can yeah. kill him. All.
2: Yep. So that's uh, that, that's that's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And this is this is really the first instance of the game automatically scrolling. Something that thankfully it doesn't do very much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, of course, this being a treasure chest, Chester actually got there before you. Yep. And uh, sells you the thing from the thing, you know, he just rescued him he sells you. Yeah. What he just found, which is the Throne Anchor, which is exactly like the axe in uh, Castlevania. Chester, why are you covered in mucus? Oh, well, yes. that was part of the fish. Like, it was
2: just adaptation. Yeah.
0: I'm just a Joey in yes. a sack.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm all slippery. I don't know how I'm breathing either.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um so so yeah this uh this anchor lets you uh lets you hit uh enemies that are above you. Um, it's like yeah. an upward diagonal kind of attack,
0: which I didn't end up using very much. It it, it trivializes one boss later. <laughs> but that's the only time I use that. Right. So um then you run into the, the Treasure Knight who is is awesome because he just wants money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he has a he has a straight uh, motivation. And he actually does an attack that steals money from you. Mm-hmm. Um where he gets gets you stuck in a a treasure chest. <laughs> And, and drains your your uh, gold pieces. Yeah, it's a treasure
2: chest. It's like an aquarium ornament. It does little whirlpool.
0: Yeah, it sucks. sucks you in and, and takes your money.
2: Yeah, you know, like those chests and aquariums do. You asshole, Cole. Yeah, yeah,
0: like an exactly. <laughs> yeah, an aquarium,
2: You know you, know, you know, if you want to like get rid of your fish.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. the only way you can legally get rid <laughs> of know, a fish without the yeah, tooth pull. You're to coming something out. the size of a thumb through something the size of a pinky. Yeah, get one of these things. <laughs> See what happens. I'm
2: oh, a fucking idiot, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, fucking
0: an idiot I, I, makes you a fish murderer. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing dumb about killing fish. Oh man, um, I, I like side. The, uh, side. <laughs> Cool, Pescocide Ross.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Let's let's put that one up there. We're right. we, we're full yeah. of t-shirts today, aren't we? Yeah, we're um, just
0: full of t-shirts.
2: Yeah, just <laughs> like a Kleenex dispenser of t-shirts.
0: <laughs> oh. <I can't. laughs>
2: So uh, so yeah, he looks like a big daddy, um, and he has this uh, this anchor gun that uh, this is. uh, I find it tricky because you have to jump over him, but he takes a little while um, after he shoots it. So he will turn the entire the entire uh, bottom half, like stripe of the screen, into a hurt box.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And figuring it out is is pretty tricky. Again, the phase locket kind of fixes it Um, that part, which I end up using a lot for that attack specifically. yeah, and after you beat him, you're able to move on, but it introduces these uh, wandering enemies mm-hmm. um, that you run through, which I think, and and this is not confirmed, so don't uh, go spreading this, but I think these are all based on, uh, Is this, this was a high-tier Kickstarter reward, mm. was to design and name these guys oh, or cool. help design them. Yeah, so like the wandering knights are all high-level Kickstarter backers, I think. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I like this a lot because it's a way for them to get um, probably boss fights that they couldn't have fit an entire stage around into the mm-hmm. game. So, yeah. again, throwing this variety in. And each of them is pretty, like, inconsequential in terms of story. Like, most of them just think that you're a villain because you're a knight wandering around with all these knights of no quarter, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, these are great. Like, all the the all of the, these boss fights are good, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved to have had a, like, ninja Ninja knight stage. mm mm-hmm. You know, like it. This game doesn't feel no, no point in this game feels like padding to me.
1: Right.
0: Like it never feels like it's not just uncovering delightful things. Um, so eventually, you get you get to the second town, um, the armor outpost, mm-hmm. and uh, this is where you can actually upgrade your equipment. Um, it's pretty pricey at this point, and the upgrades are really minor. Yeah. Um, there's a probably the the basic, most basic armor thing you can get is you lose m- less money. Right. Um, so and then you can upgrade your your uh, shovel, but it never does more damage. It just gets some special effects.
2: Yeah. Either sending along shocks on the ground after you do a string of uh, bounces. Uh, there's yep. a charge attack that you can't charge in the air. So I, d- I never found a lot of use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the like the the armor is just like that. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. The the, the the armor that saves you money is really the only armor that I got any use out of. Because like the only other one that like tempted me was the inertia armor the oh, one sure. that makes it so you can't get knocked back however that changes your momentum on like running up the jumps and I just ended up dying in levels over and over yeah. again by miscalculating like the, the the actual you know just vanilla platforming in this is so well tuned that anything that strays from that I feel like sacrifices
0: yeah you. It, it's unnecessary the other, the third armor like the mm-hmm. magic armor is actually pretty useful but it's a high, really high risk high reward mm-hmm. strategy like it, it lowers your health or do you do more da- you take more damage, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, in exchange we're getting more magic power. Right. So if you're using a lot of sub weapons, it can be useful.
2: Yeah. Uh, also all this happens in a blimp that, that hangs over the town. Yes. Yeah. Um, and one of my little favorite bits is if you go over to the to the clothing store, Uh, you pay off all of these all of these i guess nouveau poor um yeah (laughs) (laughs) um you know uh let's say socialites who are just like oh i would love to buy this you know this stole but i need a thousand gold and if you pay all of them off they leave and you're alone with mr hat
0: yes who likes hats Mm -hmm. and thinks that you're wearing a hat even though it's a helmet (laughs) and tries to extort you for it and when you don't give it to him he has a boss fight similar to the wandering knights right
2: um, and I love his his boss fight because everything is themed around clothing. So yeah. he will he, he like he's so he's so dashing. He's got a cloak and he throws uh he throws hank, hankies at you. He uses a sword cane. Yeah. Um. And depending on the hat that he's wearing, he takes different stances.
0: Yeah, which is really cool. Like this is this is a great boss. This is one of my favorite fights in the game. This is probably my favorite Wandering Knight mm-hmm. style fight in the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Super super cool. Yeah.
2: Another one of those is Baz Baz hmm who's a big bearded guy and uh i knew that there was going to be a grappling hook in here somewhere i'm just disappointed it wasn't going to be me
0: i thought he looked like um the metalhead guy from uh guitar hero oh yeah like i can't remember what that guy's name is i can't when he plays the metalhead guy from Guitar i thought so, that's what he looked like oh the
2: black metal guy the one who looks yeah. like a like a luchador yeah
0: yeah hmm.
2: i don't remember his name
0: yeah um so yeah let's talk about the <laughs> Yep.
2: Yep. Which up a- there aptly in some, named
1: <laughs>
2: I love I love the place name here. It's so yep. good. And this is like a Frankenstein scheme. This is a this is a mad scientist lab.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. And
2: yep. Uh, this is ruled over by the Plague Knight, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, so there's different kind of um things you're dealing with here. Uh lots of explosive floors. Mm-hmm. Like exploding rats that then explode floors or crows that drop vials that explode. On the floors, this is also where they introduce the ground that you don't bounce on when you shovel on it. Mm-hmm. You just go right through, like the, the loose sand, yeah, um, which becomes important later. And uh, for a long time, it took me a while to figure out how to get out of a, a downward stab. Um, you just attack right. to get out of it. And that becomes necessary eventually, but this is where they're trying to train you to do that because uh, it's not dire if you don't do it yet. Yeah.
2: This is also the first stage where they work in heavy pattern recognition into the platforming. I feel mm-hmm. because of these uh, jet floors, the ones that shoot up the the, the the bursts of flame, those are incredibly precise as you move along, and it forces you to yeah. really time your motions and commit to uh, to a string of jumps.
0: Yeah, it's it's similar to um, the the factory level in Contra. Yeah, yeah, with with the uh, yeah the spike ceilings that come down mm-hmm. on, on regular intervals. Um, there's a cool mini boss here too. Um, this, this alchemist who uh, originally is just tossing potions at you, but when you hurt him enough, he drinks one and becomes he's, a big he, yeti.
2: He's not tossing potions. He is frantically um, or oh, uh, like searching. Yep, for them. searching for them and just tossing them out incidentally. Trying to so he in, in his in his rush to find the one that will turn him into a yeti to attack you, he is also incidentally attacking you. I love yes. the animation because he looks like Stan, the salesman from Monkey Islands. Oh
1: Island. yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, that's that, that, that's that's really cool. I love the background. It's uh, really trippy, psychedelic, yeah. neon flasks.
0: Yeah, lots of lots of uh, really bright neon colors on black backgrounds, mm-hmm. so it does look like a blacklight poster in the best possible way.
2: And that carries over into the Plague Knight himself um, with his rock and plague doctor mask.
0: Yes, yeah. And this guy's real crazy. Like this is not my favorite fight mm-hmm. in the game. Like it it feels very random. Mm-hmm. Like he just jumps around and throws a lot of potions that blow up. Right a lot and he just leaps around never stands still is kind of his concept
1: yeah
2: leaps um, around never stand still you're on this uh infirm ground and he is changing the topology of it so it's yeah. hard for you to get around as quickly as he can because he can move very quickly and teleport
0: right yeah yep yep. so it's not a bad fight or anything but it's probably my least favorite night fight night fight um <laughs> but I, I like plague knight a lot i like the design of him i like the theming quite a bit
2: The Lost City um, I like and what, this what, uh, what
0: treasure Do you get From the Exploratorium? I have no idea Trying to I'm remember not... It's probably just Another like Projectile-y one Yeah Like there are A bunch of them That kind of Don't fulfill That different Of a You know Of a, a thing mm-hmm. Of a purpose So they kind of Blend together
2: Right I'm taking a look And I don't see one
0: I knew you get Something though Oh the alchemy coin Yeah Oh yeah That thing Which I never used Nope It's just a way To gamble And get money Yeah Yep, yep, yep. So, not that useful.
2: Oh, well. Um, You get something really useful in the Lost City, though.
0: Yeah, this is this is a great level. I love this. Yeah, it's this a, is super cool. It's a mine level that works. Yeah, finally. Um, <laughs> with, like, just tons of really cool little concepty things in this. So, this is the uh, the Lost City, um, which is a series of sunken mines um, that has been taken over uh, by the Mole Knight. <laughs>
2: yeah, and uh, you have these slimes, and everything can uh, catch fire as it yes. goes along. And uh, this is there's not a lot of gimmick to it, honestly. Like you have exploding blocks that uh, that that will uh, set off on a fuse as you go along, but this is kind of really leaning on different different enemies that become obstructions as they're moving along.
0: Right, and then and then the bouncing beetle section, yeah. which is probably the biggest gimmick, which is this cute bouncy beetle that has a gross gooey back. Yeah, oh yeah, so you're getting you can, you can bounce on to get through.
2: I wrote that down um, in the notes, but I had no idea what it signified until you said that thing you just
0: yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's the auto-scrolling section mm. of, uh, of the level. Um, the enemy is this uh, dust knuckle, mm-hmm. um, which is a pleasing set of words. And uh, this is a forward like little melee attack, but if you do it next to a block, you just kind of shunt to the other end. Yeah, move into that space. So, yeah, so you can kind of fly and just kind of chun-chun-chun-chun-chun and fly as long as you're doing it in front of destructible blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, they don't use this a lot. Really. Like, you do it here, and then you do a little bit in the end, and you do it for the challenge level, but it doesn't come up all that often.
2: It's neat here, I think that I yeah, think yeah. that might be enough. I um, think so. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I was frantically searching in my mind to figure out what this is kind of cribbing from. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of an analog for this. Like, as I was trying to write down what it does, like, you described it very aptly, probably better than I could, but I can't say, oh, it's it's like that, you know, it's like X or Y
0: yeah this is not from the nes playbook right unlike the anchor you know which is directly Mm -hmm. from that yeah the uh i'm not i'm not exactly sure either yeah
2: uh mole man's a pretty good fight Uh, i love his intro because he shames your shovel as a mole he he knows digging
0: (laughs) yeah he knows digging and uses drills and stuff um and that plays in wonderfully at the end too like you get a little uh coda with these guys yep and uh and it comes back up um the boss fight's pretty standard um, his kind of gimmick is that he uh, will dig underground and appear and reappear mm-hmm. in different areas. Um, he also uh, can kind of throw blocks and throw sparks out when he's doing these things. So it's not there's not too much to it, yeah. like just avoiding his his hurt boxes and hitting his hit boxes.
2: Right. Really. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Like I feel good when he throws a uh, a, a, a series of increasing height blocks, just mm-hmm. because like oh I know the rhythm on this. Like yeah, you know, I'm, I'm matching that, and then you know that's how you get him open for an attack. So that is, that is pleasing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, after you beat this guy, it unlocks the catapults, which allow you to go back and forth between the section of the map, which it's is like
2: fast travel.
0: Yeah. It's super friendly though. Yeah. Like it's just very like the game doesn't, it's not that big. Mm-hmm. Like it could have got away without doing this. I didn't feel like, Oh man, I could have really used this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just nice of them. Yeah.
2: Yep. I just love the idea of being like the, uh, <laughs> what's the name of the, uh the, the, the agent who's going after the beer baron.
0: Oh, um, Rex Rex Banner. Steve? Yep, yeah. Rex yep. Banner, you yeah. just step
2: on it like Rex Banner, and you're flying yeah. over Zoom. from town to town. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's pretty cool. You also have a uh, you have a a wandering knight match with the Black Knight, and this is your mm-hmm. first glimpse of the uh, the Enchantress.
0: Yes, and uh, and she just kind of goads him on into fighting you, and powers him up mm-hmm. a little bit, so he's a little bit stronger now. But again, it's it's very similar to the first fight, just a little bit more so.
2: this kind of takes you on to the next uh, to
0: the next set kind of right yes yeah. yep um, first which is the stranded ship and this is the uh, the domain of the polar night mm-hmm. and this is an ice level and again a an nice level that works uh, well I mean Ooh, why, why, I thought, it, why
2: would why wouldn't a nice level work
0: yeah why why wouldn't a ice level work yeah a nice it's, it's a nice level right it is a nice level okay. it's also an ice level did I say nice on accident no, no
2: I'm just I'm just being an asshole.
0: We, we've shirted up <laughs> enough I don't think the ice level nice level like, is gonna take off buddy. Sorry. Wait a minute! Now I can't make stupid jokes without it being a shirt. It's all shirts. Everything there's just a shirtographer, like listening to this. That's like a stenographer for shirts. Yeah. And they're just like busy, you know, stitching in. Guys, we're the oatmeal now. Yeah. You know, what if, like, what if uh, you had somebody taking not- notation, but they were literally just doing it on the shirts, and then to read your notation, you just got like a series of 12 or 15 aides to stand next to each other and like become you know uh the paragraphs that you just written that's decadent that's what i want to do if i'm like notation night
2: so what that put in my head was human-sized poker oh sure yeah where you have 52 servants all of whom yeah. have a... yeah
0: all have a poker symbol
2: on their chest Yep,
0: and they're standing in front of you Yeah, fuck human chest or human chess. Yeah, Yeah, fuck a human chest. Yeah,
2: I I think I've seen that documentary.
0: Um, Yeah, exactly. But but yeah, human poker. Yeah, human poker. That's good. That's a good idea. Give me uh, give me every like, you know, arrange them all like tallest to shortest or what have you. Uh To Randomize them the first time and then just pick out seven at random. Yeah. And then when you discard them, they die.
1: <laughs> yep. This is
0: a big. Like,
2: you pull a lever, the floor opens up under them.
0: Yeah. I just said start. Okay, the next con we go to, let's organize that. A human poker tournament? Yep. That'd, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty good. I like the idea of like World Series of Human park- Poker, where it's like some fat guy with a goatee and a bad hat <laughs> who's real serious and mean looking with a tucked in black shirt, um like looking at, you know, five dudes who are just staying there slack jaw with shirts <laughs> yeah. and then like dismissing one of them with his poker face
1: yeah.
0: and then pendulets on the other end like <laughs> you know celebrity human pokering it yeah. Yep.
2: no you do so so in order to make it so nobody can see the suit like which card it is everybody's sitting on one of those chairs from the voice and oh, so sure. when it's time to reveal your hand you you know you, you hit the lever and they all turn around
0: yeah they all flip around yeah a good idea.
2: Yeah, this is an expensive game, Gary.
0: Yes, yeah, it's a <laughs> game. Whatever the value is of 52 people. What were we talking about? Uh Polar Night. Okay, cool. Um yeah, this is a this is a pretty cool level. Um mm-hmm.
2: uh because uh man, I love those uh the rainbow platforms.
0: Yeah, yeah, those things are really interesting looking. Mm-hmm. Um they're like these like little platforms you can barely stand on, but when you hit them, they create this like rainbow trail behind them. Mm-hmm. And then you have to keep doing it. Um or they'll sink. And boy, do they use these to infuriating effect near the end. Like, yeah. Not bad, but like just very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to master these things.
2: Yeah. Uh, you also have uh, puffs of snow mm-hmm. that are uh, kind of like knocking you down as you go along. So again, complications to the platforming.
0: Yeah. And uh, the you get one of the least useful, I think, power-ups here.
2: Yeah. If it was less expensive, it would probably be good. But that's probably a balanced consideration.
0: Yeah. It, it does a little. It's very similar to the. There's a very similar thing in uh, Rogue Legacy. Mm-hmm. I'm um, do a little like Fusu Ra, like a knock enemies away, but it's it's too expensive. Yeah. I never this, use that.
2: this is pretty cool. It's probably the best combat tutorial
0: that you, that you have
2: uh, for mm. for a for a relic that is geared around combat because when you get this thing, a whole group of enemies piles in and uh, yeah. it is immediately an opportunity to see it uh, uh, in effect, which is nice because otherwise I just wouldn't have used it.
0: Yeah. And this and instead this was the one time I used it. There are probably areas that would have been easier a little bit later on that they wanted me to use it, but I just kind of filed it in the way in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that you uh so this you fight Polar Knight at the end of this, <laughs> which <laughs> I love because there is this shadowy implication that you guys are old friends. And the reason why is because he is also a shovel knight, but snow shovel. <laughs> right. That's so cute. He's like
2: he's like the crazy guy from home alone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's so good. Like, yes, old friend. <laughs> You know the winds have changed. Like it just becomes this dramatic, <laughs> anime standoff. This
2: will be our last duel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is this is cool because he adapts to you. He knows your tricks, and that kind of plays into a story beat. Like, oh, he knows you. He knows you He's going to try and bounce on your head. So he uh, so he holds his shovel up over, and you yeah. can only get one attack in. You can't do the the multi attack that I've leaned on so you know so
0: long. Yeah, it ends up being really hard too. You're kind of punished for doing that because one of his attacks exposes the spikes in the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that like, this is a boss fight where instant death is on the line. Yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy. So yeah, yeah, again, I just leaned really heavily on the phase locket to get <laughs> through that. If I was falling off of him and there were spikes, I would phase lock it until I can get to safety.
2: Yeah. Throw a snowballs at you like by digging mm-hmm. him up and then, you know, sending up sending him out. So it's kind of like the mole knight and that, uh, you're leaping over stuff that's coming at you.
0: Yeah. Um, after that you get the, uh, clockwork clock tower. <laughs> so again, just, it wouldn't be a Castlevania mod without a clock tower level.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, uh it really articulates just like when you have your conveyor belt, spikes, uh, rolling bouncy gears that you have yeah.
0: to uh, bounce over. Yeah, and even down to your sub weapon, which is this little gear platform, which is straight out of like a rush power up Yeah. in Mega Man. Like it, it creates a little gear platform that moves forward and will bounce and kind of traverse you over spikes and stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: I never trusted it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's It is. A, it is uh, it's good for a couple of things, but it is. Uh, it is scary. Because you move really quickly, and if you get to a pit at the end, that's it for you.
2: Yeah. Um, there are kind of these platforms that assemble as you move along them.
0: Yeah. 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 Which are, are look really cool in a bastion-y kind of way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And there's a really tricky upward scrolling section where the floor is coming to meet you and, and kill you. And uh, you have to dig through areas on your way there, and it's pretty tricky. Yeah.
2: Um, and you're going to see more of this as it goes, as it goes along. Thank, thankfully, we are really close to the end. Yes. In terms, of, in terms of that. So, like, we are getting to the point where this really difficult stuff is going to start kind of piling backward on the stuff that we've seen before.
0: Yeah, they start combining all the different paints in the thing. On um, the end of this, the Tinker Knight. My favorite uh, is, boss. He's really, he's, really, he's awesome. Um, so, one thing is that gear thing will one-shot his first form. Oh. Uh, which is cool. Yeah. And he does not like that gear thing. Uh, but he's a, he's a cute little mechanic.
2: Is it because you stole his invention or did you uh, outpace him? Is he, uh, yeah. is he the other guy from Amadeus? Like, yeah.
0: no, no, it's not good. Solari or whatever? Yeah, Salieri. Yeah, <laughs> like, Solieri. just going nuts.
2: Like, yes, yes, it goes over spikes.
0: No, no, yeah. what am I done? <laughs> My life has been a waste. I just called him uh, Solari, <laughs> which is a nice little Dark Souls version of that, too. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. The music here is an awesome little, like, uh, Russian dance number.
0: Yeah. 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 Super, super cool. Initially, he just kind of throws wrenches at you, but his first phase is is nothing. Mm-hmm. So when you kill him, he becomes a big Mega Man enemy. Mm-hmm. This huge like tread armor thing with a
2: gigantic uh, drill. Yes. Along it, and uh, part, you know, part of it is uh, trying to navigate up on top of that drill so you can attack him uh, as he like rests, in, you know, on, on the shoulders of this thing.
0: Yeah, and this is the boss. When I was talking about the anchor making a boss trivial, this is the the one. Oh, okay. You can you can hit him from the bottom using the anchor. Um, without actually having to traverse him at all
2: it's really fun to traverse him though
0: he's fun to he is fun to traverse <laughs> yeah it's so. Little,
2: so he's like a little colossus
0: yeah he is, he's the tiniest colossus <laughs> um
2: funny. tiny colossus sounds like a like a like a crazy hip-hop like indie hip-hop guy
0: t- tiny colossus Yep. yeah yeah or like just like an intolerable indie band yeah like that could be i guess either way um next is the airship which I think is the hardest regular level yeah. of the game by a, by a country mile. I think this is really hard. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Yeah, for sure. And it, it is it is a good last regular level. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it, it kind of looks like a Mario 3 level, those airships, um, yeah. as, it, as it goes along, um, just because so much of it takes place over Void, right? Yeah. Um, and something that's great about this is the bottom of the screen doesn't necessarily equal death. Oftentimes, it just means that you're going to lose... Um, ground right like you'll just fall back to a previous screen
0: yeah if you're climbing like a column Mm -hmm. like it's pretty good at like if you're outside falling is going to kill you usually if you're inside you're just gonna lose lose time um yeah so you're you're fighting these different kind of um propeller and halberd knights these like fan knights Mm -hmm. that fly in and and you know kind of like wind is kind of the the real gimmick Here, which uh, influences your platforming again, Um, you get this really good uh, your item here, the propeller dagger, which lets you fly forward a short distance. Mm -hmm. When you jump is very useful, um, and is one of the more empowering movement, you know, uh, uh, power ups you get in this game.
2: Yeah, it trivializes a lot of uh, a lot of platforming that is not that does not take place here.
0: Yes, yeah,
2: like this is this is kind of designed around it to a certain extent.
0: Yes. Um, but yeah, and then once you get to the second half of this level, and every shit just gets super real. <laughs> like, twist. you know, because you're, you're over always over the void, over always death, and uh, they didn't make this so, you know, for people to traverse over, they made it for people with jetpacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and your dagger will not, won't quite cut it, so you have to, there's like a part where they're shooting cannonballs, you have to bounce on them to get across. Um, several areas uh, where the wind kind of moves up and down, or then uh, in a clockwise. Yeah. Fashion and there are spikes, <laughs> so it's like a really tricky puzzle. Yeah, it's fact-
2: a, it's effectively like a VVVV level a little bit. The, yeah, the, where where the gravity kind of oscillates on its own periodically.
0: Yeah, um, super hard.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I like the propeller knight. He's, he's yeah, a me you. Um,
0: he's like an Earl Flynn character. Yes, he is. He's a fencer.
2: Yeah, he's real he's real Frenchy. Um, yeah. <laughs> down to his death animation where he throws a rose.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. I like that a lot. Yeah. And his big thing is he's kind of like lunges, these fencing-ass lunges he does back and forth. Yeah. And uh, it's very easy to get kind of like stun-locked in the middle of him. Like, you you have a, a generous invincibility here, that so you can get out. But if you're just trying to stand right in front of him and don't do anything, he will hit you repeatedly. All right, you kind of have to come at this guy from, from above or from behind if you if you want to take him out.
2: And he accounts for you coming at him from above. Like one of his attacks is to fling you into the air and then uh, super in a super cocky fashion point his rapier up and then like Yeah to catch fo- you. follow underneath you, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's also an inversion of the catcher mm-hmm. thing too. Oh, yeah. um, which I like. And you can actually use this if you uh, use the uh, phase locket. Mm. Um, you can actually hurt him through this. Okay. So if you land on him with your shovel, it'll hurt him and not you. Nice. If you phase right before you do it, which is cool.
2: At a certain point, he calls in artillery, literally, Yeah. Uh, with another airship that blows the platform to bits. Yes. So yeah. just uh, picture that, uh, this knight ordering uh, another ship to attack his own ship in order to take you down. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yep. Foreshadowing again, like later boss fights you're going to have where the floor becomes incomplete. Yes. Yeah. Um, so like any Mega Man, um, and then there's also a, the Frigid Flight map, which is another challenge map to teach you to use the flying dagger. Mm-hmm. There's not too much more to it, but it is I mean. useful for these last couple of maps yeah. um, because, like, like Mega Man, you know, we have this multi-part end stage,
2: the Tower of Fate.
0: Yes, yeah. which sounds very really Dark Soulsy, anyway.
2: <laughs> yes, it does a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is where everything kind of gets real. This is the extended final exam.
0: Yes, um, and they do a really good job of like nothing is introduced here. Mm-hmm. Um, like, everything is just like, hey, everything that you've... Like, I, I feel like everything that you've done in every level shows up. Nothing is omitted. Um, and it is all... It all shows up in different contexts. And, like, this is, like, the same way that the tutorial of this game, I think, is, like, a master class mm-hmm. in a platforming tutorial. I think this is, like, a master class in the last set of levels. Right. Like, it is very difficult. I died a lot on it. And some parts where I would get kind of furious at it. Mm-hmm. But they never... Like, everything you've been... They're all things you've been prepared for, right?
2: Yeah, and like this opens with a "fuck you," like, yeah. it, like, like. Uh, remember in Mega Man X, the outside of uh, Sigma's tower, like yeah. how difficult that was because
0: of uh, for a really similar reason. Man, Mega Man X comes up so often in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a that seems like a, a pretty clear inspiration. Yeah,
2: uh, but uh, you have these uh, these skullfish that are that that are, that are hopping out like you would see in a Romack Like they're yeah. they're very intentionally putting them in places that will that that will fuck you over.
0: Yeah, until you learn and then learn about them and then eventually you can just kind of jump, use them as platforms. Right. Like I, you do this part so many times that eventually you just figure it out. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, the other gimmick here is kind of this rising and falling floor uh, yeah. that you have to kind of like keep in phase with and also kind of predict because if you get too ambitious, if you get into a rush, you'll actually uh, leave a zone of safety um, and uh, leave yourself open to being smushed.
0: Yeah, um, there, there's a part of this that is very difficult. Um, where uh, you have to, you get in a little tucked-in area, and you had to come out of it to get to the next platform or the next safe area. Um, but the real trick is not to go into that little tucked-in area because you're often going to die on the way out um, right. of that. So it's just to make it from the safety zone before that. But it's not necessarily intuitive. Like figuring that out was very satisfying yep. um, because it inverts, you know, what I thought. You know, it, it's a standard like go from safe point to safe point kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
2: You have the uh, the silhouettes, and this is really where I where I took exception to it, <laughs> mm. as opposed to before in the uh, way back in the Specter Knight uh, area, uh, just because there's a little bit of a subtle cue about what is real and what is background.
0: Yeah, where the and where it, it,
2: rain is landing.
0: Um, it's beautiful though. Oh yeah, it's that green. like storm green background, mm-hmm. like that weird way in the Midwest, like before a tornado, the sky turns that color. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, it's it's super super good um and then like i feel like once you feel fig- it feels cheap until you figure it out which did take me the first time i played it a couple times to find the cue because it is really subtle you know and then that made me mad once i figured it out i was fine but i did feel like i had a couple like i just fell through the floor this is bullshit like anger moments um, yeah. it, but i eventually got through it
2: yeah see the reason behind it and yeah it takes a yeah. <laughs> knowledge compresses space
0: yeah um, so you're up to the the end. The uh, the Enchanter supercharges the Black Knight, mm-hmm. and he's total one wing angel at this point, and has tons of power, superpowers, right? And wings. Yeah, and he's a two winged angel. Exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just an angel, is what. Yes. that's what you're describing. That's what those are called. Okay, cool. Uh,
0: throw, I prefer to choose logic. <laughs> um, I think I choose rationality instead of that. Cole. <laughs> okay. Man, I can't decide which one of us is being more pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, yeah his uh he fills the screen with fireballs and like shoots yes. he calls down meteors and shit yeah.
0: yeah and it's tough but they're they're again they're like extensions of things he's already done mm-hmm. for the most part like he has a a supercharged version of his attack uh, you know his uh slam the ground attack and stuff mm-hmm. um
2: yeah yeah i love the story beat that takes place after this
0: yeah yeah the, this is this is the big subversion
2: it doesn't it doesn't hit you over the head with it yeah. Like, you know, if, if it was if it was less tasteful, it would have been, you'll never believe it. I've been reading the scrolls and I see some, the Enchantress is the Shield Knight. It's only yeah. obliquely referenced.
0: Yeah. Until it becomes obvious later. Yeah. Um. But here it is just kind of like, if you're not paying close attention, you could miss that beat mm-hmm. and still think you're on a rescue quest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, you, you cool. know,
2: just like, oh, he is trying to save her uh, just in a different way. Like, no, nah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's so great.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Like he's not a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um so you're up to the ascent of the Tower of Fate, the next stage of the, the Tower of Fate, where they bring in more of the actual platforms that are tricky mm-hmm. from that. So like lots of spike and water section and lava sections. Yeah. Man, you know what we missed? Is it in the mold level where you are shunting the piles of goo to freeze the lava?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That that, that that's really cool. Sorry I didn't <laughs> don't mean to call it out, but I think it comes up here too. It does. Um that's really cool. Like I like that. Yeah. that mechanical lot
2: it just it's it's like jello
0: <laughs> yeah it's super cool like just this goo that you add to lava mm-hmm. to turn it into fun bouncy lava yeah
2: uh, and it's the uh it's the little goo monsters too i think
0: yeah yeah,
2: yeah
1: poor guys <laughs> i love slime that's... yeah
2: <laughs> yeah uh you see that here uh you also have the uh the floating platform um yeah that happens here and this is where it gets really difficult because they combine him with uh, those with the uh the fan man that is it, is it is so
0: hard yeah I died so many fucking times on this and a ninja guy. Mm-hmm. So like on your way through that floating, floating platform. And these are the ones that you have to hit to move forward. Like the weird little bird platforms. Yeah. Um, fan man just pops up, but there's also like samurai ninja things mm-hmm. that come out of the, the sky. And it is so hard. Like I died so many fucking times on this. Mm-hmm. Very difficult.
2: Yeah. It took a, it, it, it took a bit and like that fan thing, it's really bad because he's against a black background. And so it's yeah. difficult to see what the effective range of the push is.
0: And you can't uh so like you can't really the the way these platforms work is you can't really take your attention off them to deal with a threat. Right. Like they will continually sink unless you jump to make them get, kind of gain buoyancy or shoot them forward. Right. So eventually what I, I ended up doing was just, you know, fireballing this guy, like knowing where he was going to appear mm-hmm. and sending a bunch of fireballs in that direction and looking out. Yeah. You know, and that that did it. Mm-hmm. But
2: um, you also get this auto-scrolling upward section, which uh, uh, yeah. rivals any other uh, of those in the game here. And uh, this is really where phase is important.
0: Yeah, super hard. Um, at the end of this, you run into all the knights um, eating dinner. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, they decide to fight you. Mm-hmm. It is a boss rush. And you've got it in here as reverse order, but it's actually random. Oh. Um, the order you fight these guys in.
2: Huh. It was uh, like, I guess both times I noted that it was in reverse order. Uh, but uh, yeah that's that's actually really cool like you can't prepare for what's coming up next
0: yep and yes. uh, like so after you beat them um, you get these health power ups between bosses mm-hmm. and uh, they all kind of recreate their boss stages and they don't really twist it's just like what happens if you fight all the bosses at once right um, once they they you beat them they all hang on on the ledge um, hanging off each other like a chain and mm-hmm. it's in the order you beat them yeah so that's different every time too which is like really
2: mm-hmm. Um, yeah so this is the most humane boss rush I think i've ever seen yeah. just because it gives you these health power-ups you're eating their dinner as you're as you're killing yeah. them apparently yeah. <laughs> just uh just to really hammer at home like how often has a has a game like this fallen flat because like oh let's make you fight all these guys again
0: yeah it doesn't feel shitty there's a checkpoint right before it mm-hmm. which is great um and the boss fights are such a joy that like i'm happy to you <laughs> yeah. know it felt really empowering just to trounce everybody again
2: yeah um can you opt not to save them yeah because i would feel like a dick if i didn't
0: yeah i would too but you can <laughs> You can leave them to die.
2: Damn. Well, then you so, don't get the epilogue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which would be sad, but you can do it. Huh. Uh, but yeah, you scoop them up with your shovel again, using your shovel <laughs> and save them all. I wonder if you can just save some of them. I wonder if you can scoop a couple of them and then leave. <laughs> like, um, but if, they
2: all, If it just became like a really heavy handed moral choice, like press right trigger to save him, press left yeah. trigger to leave him to his fate.
0: Pre- press, you know, R3 to save some of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, uh so, and they each give you a little line of dialogue. Some of which are slightly more repenty, and some of which are are not. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, polar knight says, "I still think you should join us," which I really like. Mm-hmm. Like he's sticking to his guns. Yeah.
2: And this takes you to the final piece of the Tower of Fate, which is a little tricky platforming section, uh, avoiding these blocks that are coming at you, um, and a last crusade leap of faith as the uh, as the floor rises to meet you. Yeah, as you're going but- along.
0: Mercifully, this is really short yeah, and just leads to, there's just one checkpoint and you get to it it's right before the emboss. Mm-hmm. Um, the multiple phase emboss.
2: Yes. The Enchantress herself, right?
0: Yep. So, and her kind of thing is flying around, destroying portions person, of the floor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which means instant death is in play, again, during a boss fight, which is really hard. Um, and, and this is somewhat random, too. Depending on the pattern she follows, this can be easier or more difficult and you know, more or less ground to work with.
2: Right. And uh, uh, because you're at the end of the game, there's no real penalty for death aside from lost time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you've, you're you long past the point of having bought out all the upgrades. Right. At this point. We should note that if you don't find the uh, stage upgrade mm-hmm. in the stage, um, Chester will sell it to you in the village. Yes. Which is kind of is pur- purchase there, but it's more expensive
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you miss the, the you know, opportunity. Right. It's like if you go to a convention, you can buy <laughs> things on the last day because people don't want to carry it back to their, their storefronts. Right. For cheaper.
2: Life hack. Um,
0: yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's your source for attacks.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, really, the enchantress in this stage is just a conventional uh, projectile wizardy lady. Yeah.
0: yeah, so so not too special. But uh, <laughs> the nice thing is, um, after you you fall through the floor down to the next level, um, Shield Knight falls again, which I love. This like I love that they you know in the main this is the thing you've been dreaming about. Yep. The whole time, and you have to do it again. Mm-hmm. which is just so good. Um, and the the amulet that she had that made her crazy, the magic escaped and turned into a big Zoromas figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're fighting with Shield Knight. Yeah. And you get to see, like, why these people work so well together. Right.
2: Because she has a gigantic shield that uh, she uses either to... Uh, jump up and shield you from the magic, which does a lot of damage. Like, you yeah. need to stick with her and be as in tandem as possible. And she will jump up and kind of present that as a bouncing platform to so you can reach the, 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 the face of this Aromas figure um, that you otherwise wouldn't be able to hit.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't ordinarily be able to get that high by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me want a co-op version of this really badly. Yeah. Like a Portal 2-esque, like, one person is shield knight, one is shovel knight, and you both have to do that would just, be badass
2: just do like the uh, the, the, the co-op um, expansion yeah of like you know shovel Knight and shield shield Knight strike again or something like that of you know just like five or six challenge maps that are around that
0: they said something during that stream of letting you play with plague knight Ooh. as a as a, a patch huh. to the game which is pretty interesting um, but I would love to like the way if they could design or use these these kind of maps as they are, but make it other characters that have mobility that allows you to get through them as well. That would be really fun.
2: Make it a little bit like a Castlevania Portrait of Ruin.
0: Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh. Um, yeah, so you, so you just had to bounce on, on this thing. This this boss is easier than the one before it. Right. Um, I think because there's no wins and death. Right. I don't think. Oh, no, yeah, there is. She she tears apart the floor. Oh, yeah. But uh, having Shield Knight there, that also lets you kind of uh, traverse those mm-hmm. as well because she'll create platforms. Yeah. you can move through. Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, the tower starts falling down after you kill this because its magic was keeping it up, I guess. I don't know. Yes.
0: Load-bearing magic. Yes.
2: And uh, um, Shovel Knight gets injured, and the Shield Knight decides to sacrifice herself uh, so that the Black Knight can take Shovel Knight out. Man, I said knight a lot in that sentence. Yeah,
1: that
0: is true.
2: <laughs> and uh, and Black Knight is, you know, really reluctant, like, let's escape together, leave Shovel Knight to die. But no, this is this is what Shield Knight wants.
0: Yep, and he doesn't like you, but he does it because it's her request. Because you guys are both in love with her. Right. Um, and why wouldn't you? Um, so you get an epilogue after this um, where you, it's kind of like a Zelda-style epilogue where you get to see these places mm-hmm. um, in kind of their natural state and the knights get their, their comeuppance, <laughs> you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, the, the uh, king knight is now a servant, like, scrubbing the floor. Yep. and where the king is, but I like how, Spectre, yeah, I like how you have this here because I was going to call it out if you didn't. The specter knight throws a monster party. Yep. Is super good,
2: <laughs> which yep. this village is not ruined, like it is claimed by monsters. Those people yep. didn't get their homes
0: back, nope. They still had to live in the basement of a bar, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Treasure Knight finds a dime, yep, which is pretty if good. No.
2: Uh, Plate Knight is snape now, he's teaching potions,
0: yep, yep, yep. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tinker Knight is making uh, toys for kids. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is super cute
2: there's a super dramatic uh shot of polar knight looking off and at the horizon yeah. there's no dialogue or
0: anything just like it's straight he, up proto man like <laughs> yep kane so. from final
2: fantasy 4 yeah
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: and uh you know black knight kind of apparently leaves you for dead <laughs>
0: at a yeah. bonfire yep he did the bare minimum mm-hmm. like she said to get you out of here that's all she said
2: yeah he still hates it uh
0: yeah, but he drops you off by a bonfire, which you've been seeing the entire game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it ends with Shield Knight limping to join you. Like, she made it. Yeah. Which, like, Super I'm so glad. Like, Yeah, like, I, I couldn't have, I wouldn't have been happy if, it would have been the wrong choice to have her die. Like, it would have been a little bit more melodramatic. Mm-hmm. You know, but, and I am such a fan of downer endings and things. Yeah. But not from this. Right. You know, this, like, they've done such a good job of selling that relationship with doing so little. Mm-hmm. And making me feel such, you know, I was rooting for these characters so hard that, like, I'm really glad she came back. Yeah companionship is good yeah yeah it is it is in impli- it is kind of implied to be romantic but it's not explicitly romantic right it could be just like these guys are just great buddies who work together
2: yeah you know either either reading is really positive and and
0: and affirming you know yeah yep yeah um and there is a new game plus mm-hmm. in this it is a, kind of a traditional new game plus where everything's just kind of harder
2: um it's it's not really that interesting like to to me anyway like to somebody who is more into the challenge and less into seeing the variety um i could see it being their their uh uh, a cup of tea it it doesn't make the things that matter difficult i think like it just kind of increases the numbers and takes away some checkpoints yeah like like you
0: could you could make the platform platforming more difficult without doing extensive redesign mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. yeah and that was shovel knight like yeah holy shit man this is such a good game
0: it's really good like we're we're really blessed during during first quarter 2015 Mm -hmm. of the games we've been playing for our shows because like we're doing we're on a real good run of watch out for fireballs games Mm -hmm. um and we are uh, a real good run of this where it's like you know like i said it is hard to like this is at least tied with my favorite game of last year Mm -hmm. um it's so good it's so perfect it's like the best nes platformer right you know, like, I think I like this more than I like DuckTales. <laughs> and I love DuckTales. Yeah. It is nice just to see somebody just take these, like, awesome ideas that should not have fallen out of favor and just do them perfectly. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And it doesn't take DuckTales away. Like, those the like the, those are still there. But, like, to see the modern conveniences and kind of, like, modern takes on these, you know, game mechanics that were really just kind of taken for granted back then, specifically, you know, death here, you know, for as much as people say, like, everything having to do with Dark Souls makes something more difficult, this is in a way a lot more forgiving than any of those games otherwise would have been because it is not designed as a holdover from an arcade game, and it's not designed in order to feel like you, you know, to justify the purchase of a $75 cart.
0: Right, right. It is... It is more – it's it's kinder but then also more nuanced. Mm-hmm. Like it's taking some of those old mechanics and complicating them in a way that mm-hmm. people maybe weren't thinking about mm-hmm. at the time um, in just a way that just feels really elegant and, and good. Yeah. So I, this is mandatory for people who are listening to this to play. Um, if you haven't played this, <laughs> I demand you do it um, because, I, again, if you like video games, you'll love Shovel Knight. Yeah. So – dark souls or not like if this even if it wasn't like this you know i covered it on that comrade episode so i've covered this for two shows on the network and i still feel good about it yeah. like i'm gonna figure out a way to do an episode of teenage dirtbags where it's just the soundtrack <laughs> and it's just making you know making jokes about that
2: and, and we, we spoke about it several times on the level too yeah like it's uh it, it is it is a mainstay on the network and it is definitely the high point of last year in terms yeah. of in, in terms of games that make you feel good about
0: video games you know I would I would I would like to hear from somebody who didn't like this and hear why. Like not in no, like you're going to I'm going to call you an asshole and blah 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 but like I haven't heard a compelling argument against this game. Mm-hmm. And I'd be curious as to what one looked like.
1: Right.
0: You know at the end of the day like we, we'd still just be disagreeing about video games so it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like that isn't a you know it's not as aggressive as maybe it sounds but I am interested just to hear what faults people are finding with this
2: everything that I've heard that, you know, might be a negative. I think I've listened to more video game podcasts than you do, um, has more to do with just feeling uninspired by it. Mm. Like just, it just didn't rev their engine in kind of a really, you know, what feels like a subjective way. And I'm not saying that to dismiss anybody who has a different opinion.
0: Yeah. Like just a gut. Yeah. You know, they just didn't think it was cool. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I, I mean, I, and I guess I could see that. I could also see if like, if you play more new games than I do, mm-hmm. um, you know getting sick of the fakie retro enough to to just kind of throw this baby out with the bathwater yeah like you know i'm just sick of retro you know eight-bit platformers like i'm just done with them like i guess mm-hmm. i could see that but as somebody who is not done with them you know and is selective about the ones i play um this is right really the cream of the crop
2: yeah uh, and i don't want to ruin what happens next week on the appendix for this uh, uh episode but uh um even the people who have bad things to say about it are doing it specifically to give us bad things to say like, Oh, oh here's, nice here's, here, here's the other side of this just because everybody else is going to be gushing about it. And then it, you know, quickly turns into praise over the course of like two paragraphs. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Su- super, super good. Um, after that appendix, what are we doing? Cole? After that appendix, we are starting our Lords of the
2: fallen section. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, we're doing that in three
0: parts. Yep, with with one appendix, um, so everyone can uh, can write in their things, and uh, we have that roughly plotted out. Um, I don't have. I might need to examine that again, mm-hmm. um, but roughly into thirds. If uh, if you are interested in uh, or not interested in spoilers just the something, I would say start playing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a hugely long game. It's significantly shorter than either of the Dark Souls games. Yeah, um, and we're going to cover all your favorite bosses, um, <laughs> the perpetrator, <Oop>. the <laughs> the administrator, the executor the executor <laughs> the, um the esquire um her- the i actually warrior. like that game but it is it is something that like it, it, it is it makes a nice contrast like shovel knight being in the middle of these two games is really interesting because like mm-hmm. i I really like 3d game dot heroes um i think i like it a little bit more than i like lord of the fallen but i like lord of the fallen mm-hmm. um but it's not perfect like there are lots of things i can make fun of like somebody's like i hate lord of the fallen i'm like okay <laughs> <You know>? Yeah, <laughs> like very well. You know, I, I I'm not in like I am interested in hearing what people have to say about it, mm-hmm. but in not out of curiosity. Like right. I could see the reasons why somebody would really dislike this. Yeah, um, and for for both 3D game dot here 3D dot game heroes and Lord of the Fallen. mm-hmm
2: yeah. So, so uh, you know, as you're playing along with the show, if you listen to that first episode and we say we're going to cover something that you haven't played yet, uh, you know, feel free to, you know, wait to listen to the rest of it or something yeah. like that. But you have those three weeks to send in um, or those two weeks to send in responses.
0: Yes. Roughly, I think the first episode is going to cover the first three bosses. Right. So if that gives you a marker. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we're going to be covering um, the patch version of Scholar of the First Sin. Um, which is really going to be an episode talking about that character, um, which is significant. Like it's going to, it's going to fill up a, you know, an episode, Mm -hmm. um, because it adds a lot of things and it's going to be a lot of kind of an extended corrections, um, (laughs) thing as that patch and version of the game has cemented a lot of things that we've conjectured about Mm -hmm. during the season.
2: Yeah, so I'm excited Gary has already seen all that stuff. I didn't have a character that was in good position. If you're listening to this and you're like, "What's the deal with this patch?" Um, this has the the the, the new NPC, um, kind of some new content around that. Mm-hmm. I'm led to believe. Um, uh but mostly it is kind of some balance uh, uh adjustments and some uh some uh, addendums and revisions to the item descriptions.
0: Yes. That there aren't tons of them, but all of them feel meaningful. Like changing though, like- sleeps to slumbers. Yeah, that, that one's very funny. Like I Vivian made fun of that on Facebook and she's right because – I mean it is a better word. Yep. But like it does seem like it's just like we got to do a retraction. Um, the, uh, but the things like – they answer questions big and small,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and uh, the biggest question that it answers is – satisfying and unexpected for me
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and 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 this just came out yesterday morning like it is no good thing that i beat this already i was just putting <laughs> off doing homework so right i i don't mean to brag but i'm happy to be able to plan for the show better having you know <laughs> known what we're doing yeah. um after that we will be covering bloodborne yeah and we'll have the specifics of that um as we get closer mm-hmm.
2: and then uh uh sometime in the middle of the bloodborne season um we're probably going to do uh, we're definitely going to do something about the remixed areas of dark souls 2 that come along in the next gen version of scholar
0: yeah i uh i I couldn't talk about it during the last time i talked to cole which would have been the uh the appendix episode of the um even though i guess i can put that in now because the embargo is over Mm -hmm. um i went to a scholar of the first sin event thing and i was under embargo until yesterday morning Mm -hmm. to or this morning rather to not talk about um the things but i saw the the new version like the next-gen version of Scholar of the First Sin. Mm -hmm. And it seems different enough to definitely justify an episode in Appendix. Mm -hmm. And it is different enough to make me excited enough to want to play it. Mm -hmm. Um, There will be a discount for people who own it on PC. So it's not – it is a money – I mean, the internet is infuriating (laughs) about this because it's like (laughs) after I finished Scholar of the First Sin, all I wanted to do was go online and read people's lore shit. Uh And all I could find were people talking about it being a cash grab. And like – you know, like I don't know. It is just <laughs> uh,
2: careful. Careful, we're going to get in trouble.
0: <laughs> well, it just I like I I get it, y- but yep. is it the most important thing about this piece of art? Like, is this if you're going to have a discussion online, is this the most important thing you could be discussing? It is. It I is the one that most so.
2: directly affects me, and that's what matters.
0: It, why is it the one that most directly affects you, though? Like the the actual content of the thing. That is interesting, I feel like should affect you get, get, more. Because because this isn't an expression, it is a product.
2: And it should exactly. be it That's should be treated exactly as what it such. Is. And That's as exactly a product. I, I am I am taking a little yeah. bit of a straw man position here. I am I'm am in your camp. I'm just
0: no funny thing in a non funny way. Yeah. No, I th- no, you're 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 being I'm too angry to be to laugh. I think <laughs> I think you're right. I think that, that is it's just these people coming out with a consumer reports mm-hmm. style, like, Am I getting enough bang for the buck? Fuck you, man. Like we we can we can do better than that as an art form. Um, so the uh from what I saw, and with a discount, like I maybe wouldn't want to drop sixty dollars on it. If they release it for twenty or thirty, I'm way into it. Mm-hmm. It's dark. Like the area, <laughs> like it is super dark. The basement of Forest of the Fallen Giants is very difficult to see without a torch. Um, you know, it is it is dark. It seemed like there were AI changes. Mm-hmm. Um you know that I that I saw, and uh, lots of just different enemy stuff, and it is yeah, really pretty.
2: Yeah. E- even in just in so, some um, of the some of the um, promotional material, they've been very um, kind of tactical about the about the shots that they've shown,
0: and seeing trolls yeah. in
2: places that other, that the, the, otherwise there would, might not be trolls. Apparently, the pursuer was, yeah. is going to be uh, is going to be a factor.
0: <laughs> yeah, pursuer is going to, and there's another invader that pursues you that has some lore stuff. Mm-hmm. This thing called the the, the forewarned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that troll that is in the middle of Forest of Fallen Giants really threw me for a fucking loop. Yeah. Um, but it, and what it does is that, like, it is addressing a lot of things specifically from this show mm-hmm. um, in the way of enemy placement is not just more difficult, but sensical. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, in Forest of Fallen Giants, there's tons of Vendrick soldiers, his other soldiers that you don't run into until later. Uh, because, of course, they are. They're leftovers from the war. And if you go to <laughs> Hades Tower of Flame, guys. Are there, there? Knights? <laughs> Yeah, hate nights. And and let me just, I'll just spoil, you know, this might be a spoiler, there are lots of them. So, uh, and they're not all sleepy. Oh, man. So imagine fighting those remixed with other enemies, you know, as more of a normal enemy. Um, So I'm into it. Um, So we're definitely going to have to do an episode about it. We wanted to avoid going back to Dark Souls 2 in the middle of Bloodborne, but I think it's justified. It's going to happen. I mean. Yeah, it's going to happen.
2: Yeah. So so I'm jazzed. I'm jazzed about both. This is going to be a great first half of this year. Like. Not just for this, but also like, hey, Arkham Knight comes out in June. Like, yeah, it exactly. has nothing like, to do gonna, with this, but like, I feel very, I feel very positive about my about my docket this year.
0: Me too. Uh, uh, Pillars of Eternity mm-hmm. and uh, Tides of Numera, Numenera, mm-hmm. come out. Like, it it is a good, going to be a good year for games. But I'm, you know, I'm now I'm an old man. I'm positive about everything. Like everyone <laughs> is complaining about 2014. I'm like, no, it was a great year for games. <laughs> yeah. um, tons of good games came out. Idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anywho, no, and people who are listening to this aren't idiots. Just people complaining online <laughs> about that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so we, we have a long appendix to record, so, uh, we'll sign off. Um, what can they do to help out?
2: Uh, they can, well, the, here's a, here's a bit of network news. We ran that merch survey and, uh, we've decided to do a series of teespring campaigns just to figure that out. That is like a crowdfunding t-shirt kind of thing. We have a very simple, uh, uh shirt up right now that is the watch out for fireballs logo. They're $18, which is very reasonable in terms of online shirts that you buy. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, we've met our goal in order to get those shipped and printed out um and that is a way to uh to you know to to help support us and help you know make sure that physical objects get out in the world which is something we really like.
0: Yeah, and a way to get a nice shirt. Yeah. And we're going to be doing more though. So if you listen to this and you don't listen to watch out for fireballs, mm-hmm. um, we're going to be doing more shirts. Yeah. So this is something that if it's successful we're probably going to continue indefinitely. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I mean just, just because even if it like if we get down to the level like I think at the level now is sure it's like We're not going to make very much money if they just print this number of shirts, Mm -hmm. but we don't care because it's going to put these cool things in the world.
2: Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like shirts are not a money-making thing. I'm very happy Teespring exists. I'm curious about the, about the print quality on them. So that's probably going to be another factor in this. If these are utter horseshit, I'm going to find another way to do that because I don't want to sell you horseshit. Yeah. Um, So I
0: think, I think they're good. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I've read that they are good. Yeah. So I, did, I did. I did reviews them.
2: and stuff, and I know that other podcasts have used them as well. So, so this is less about making money for us and more about getting getting stuff out there. We do make money off of it, but it is uh, it, it is the definitely the more sensible way to do it than ordering a bunch of inventory and sitting on it in my apartment.
0: You know exactly. And and for people who listen to this who don't support our Patreon because they want something more tangible, mm-hmm. this is a good way to do that. If you want to support the show and you just actually want a thing, um, but again, keep an eye out. There will be more bonfire side chat relevant shirts yeah. uh, popping up down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, that Patreon I mentioned is patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV. Mm-hmm. Big help. Yeah. And uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Always helpful. Always helpful.
2: Also helpful if you have any thoughts about the stuff that we mentioned up front there, the games that we're doing next, you can go to duckfeed.tv slash contact and uh, send those in. Anytime is good. We keep them and then we use them.
0: Yep. And uh, go on our Facebook page and talk to me about Scholar of the First Sin stuff, <laughs> other than it being a cash grab. I'll be there soon, Gary. I, yeah I, I just i want someone to talk to about that and it's driving me mad um so yeah so uh without further ado uh, what should they watch out until next time
2: uh well they should praise the trapple oh, king sure. all hail the trapple king
0: that's what you do in this this show <laughs> um yeah all hail
2: and his and his succulent succulent juices
0: yeah i i would just imagine like if i bit into a piece of trout and it tasted like <laughs> apple it grossed me out and vice versa
2: is this a wonka creation
0: yeah like yeah as darkest creation oompa loompa doopity trout
2: if you don't like this you'd better get out
0: <laughs> candy night's gone fucking bonkers <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh- <laughs> and we all pray that we will have far more soon